you are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Okay, you have to answer immediately. You ready? Justin Gaethje versus Khabib Nurmagomedov this Saturday. Answer in three, two, one. Justin. <gasps> Ooh, by knockout decision. And, and that's assuming that's assuming your question was who would win. Yes. Because you just gave me names. Yes. And then I was supposed to answer. I could have said blue. I could have said eighteen forty six. <laughs> I could have given you any answer. I said who I would win. C- who would win? So here's the thing, and I've and I've actually recently watched an interview with his uh, Justin's. Uh, it's his striking coach. I forget his name. Um, Trevor Whitman. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the the one thing that everyone's been talking about, right, is why the fuck is Justin not using his goddamn wrestling? <laughs> At any moment in time in his fucking career, like, yeah, like, you've, you've even sent me videos of how devastating he could be. Yes. And he refuses to use it. Correct. But apparently it's working out for him, whatever he's doing. And, you know, I know he's also made the comments like he he's just tired. I don't know if it's wrestling is just exhausting for him when it comes down to the training aspect. I forgot what his exact words were. Um, but he knows he's great. And his coach finally kind of spoke on that. Right. It's like that's his secret weapon. He's waiting for that like opportunity to use it. And I don't think he's ever come across that opportunity. Well, now he's going up against an undefeated champion. And one of the greatest this guy, wrestlers, if not the greatest wrestlers of all time in the UFC. Right. Considering this, you know, he's also probably been doing it since he was fresh out of the womb. Who, Khabib? And, uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's the bear video when he was like six and he was wrestling a, a bear cub. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, so I think um, I've seen Habib strike. He he does okay. Um, Justin, I think, is the better striker. I'm just kind of interested how the takedowns are going to go. Because you know Habib's going to go for those legs. I just want to know what Justin's reaction is going to be to that and if he can overcome Habib's strength. Like, let's say Habib gets him down. Can Justin get back up? Or is he just going to... Because the thing that Habib does is, if you even try to get back up, he's not going to let you. He snaps out he your post. He wants you on the yeah, ground. he grabs your post. He wants you to try to get back up. Right. I, and he's yes. going to keep you on the ground, and he's going to tire you out. Yes, I've always said... And that's said, what he does. I've always said that I think the way you beat Khabib, the way you beat Nurmagomedov, is you keep him on... Like, if you get taken down, your goal is to not go to the cage. Your goal is to stay in the middle of the octagon, and your goal is to not try to get up, as crazy as it sounds. Your goal is to scramble, and your goal is to attack him from bottom. I think if you're an yeah. elite jujitsu guy, which he hasn't really gone up against... I think you pose a significant threat. Dustin Poirier had a had a was the only guy who I think recently got threatened Habib in any way, and that was with his uh, guillotine. When Habib came in for the takedown, he got him in an actual guillotine, and for a few seconds, we saw Habib stop trying to transition and focus on escaping that guillotine because that guillotine was 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 almost sinking in. I think the problem is is that every time you see somebody face Never get met off. Never get met off. Oh, the ending sequence is always the same. It's a tired, beaten up dude on the cage who does one last attempt to get up where Khabib takes out his post again. And then because the guy just gives up from trying to get up, Khabib just mounts the back and then he gets a choke or he just starts knocking the shit out of him. And that's how he wins. And I, I don't think you beat Khabib by getting taken down or getting a single getting defending a single and getting driven back into the cage and then he takes out your 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 leg and he changes angle on you and he goes and he sweeps out the back leg takes you down and then the entire rest of that round is you trying to get up and get off the fence which never happens because he's so good at taking out your post and so good at killing you in transition so i think if you saw somebody who got who kind of got taken down 
and didn't or was defending it and didn't back up to the cage and try to stay in the middle of the octagon, I think you have an amazing chance. And I think if you actually attack from from guard, you attack from bottom instead of just trying to get up, I think that's also a significant difference. But we haven't mm. seen that with anybody. You know, that's why right. I think the Tony Ferguson and and, and Nurmagomedov matchup is so impressive because Tony would attack like a madman from the bottom. You know? Right. So and look what Justin did to him. Right, right. But I mean there's a lot of factors. This is Nurmagomedov's first fight without his father in his corner coaching him. This is a brand new Justin Gaethje who's listening finally to Trevor Whitman in full, where he's using head movement. He's using excellent footwork. Um, he's slipping. He's attacking with great combos and angles. He's patient. Like the guy we, it was like it's. You know what I thought of when I saw Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson? I thought of Cody Garbrandt wow. versus Dominic Cruz, where it was a straight up clown showing. You know what yeah. I mean? Where Cody Garbrandt made it look ridiculous. Legit dancing in the octagon when Dominic would miss because he knew exactly yeah. what Dominic would do. That's the kind of showing I saw from Tony or uh, from Justin against Tony. The thing is, is that if you take that exact same Justin and put him against Nurmagomedov, I don't... Is Justin going to keep doing his leg kicks? He's known for his devastating leg kicks. Is he going to keep doing leg kicking? Is he going to em- deploy employ a leg kicking strategy against an elite wrestler? I don't know. Is he going to be able to land any of his combos? And ha- he has that KO power. Is it enough? I don't know. I think the best question is how long until we see a takedown? Right. For me, they're one of them. For, I don't think Justin's going to try to take down. You think he'll use the wrestling as more of a defense? I do, but I do think it would be a crazy strategy to put Khabib on the defensive in a wrestling situation because he's always on the offense because nobody tries to take him down because everybody is scared of his wrestling. Imagine if Justin comes out, pump fakes, and immediately goes for like a blast double on Khabib (laughs) and just takes Khabib down. (laughs) Like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, another factor, too, I was thinking, as you mentioned before, you know, this this will be uh, Khabib's first fight without his father, um, you know, on this earth, as one would say. But, um, you know, so it's like, would would this motivate him even more to, to be even better? Or I wonder if this is going to mentally fuck with him. And maybe this will be like a... Uh, uh, maybe a, a decline with his mental strategy going in, knowing that his father isn't there. That's There's so many X factors for this fight, man. There's so many yeah. X factors for this fight. This fight is so off the hook. Um, insane. I, I, I think... I think I think we see a takedown attempt by Khabib in the two-minute mark of the first round. That's what I think. I have no clue what yeah, I have no clue what Justin's gonna do. I don't know if Justin's game plan is to do a stick and move like he did against Tony Ferguson. I don't know if he's gonna yeah. come out and be super aggressive with his with wrestling, which we've never seen from him in MMA. Uh like mm. I don't know what I don't know what, what it's gonna be. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what the plan is. I, I don't know if Justin's just gonna try to KO him. I don't know if Justin's gonna try to take out his legs with with, with some crazy ass leg kicks. I just don't know. Um yeah. I do think if there's ever a chance for somebody to beat him, I think this is the closest we're gonna we've seen so far in all of Nurmagomedov's career. I think this is the closest we've seen it. I think Justin is yeah. the one who can beat him. So now here's a mm. here's a here's a much more important question, Mikey. Do What's you, up? Who do you want to see win? Ooh, the silence. Ooh, the silence. <laughs> Silence. That's, you know, that's tough because, and I'm only saying that because over time, you know, I'm 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 gonna be honest. I never really knew much about Khabib until the Connor fight and the drama leading up to it. Like what the year before the fight or two years, whatever, however long it was, uh, you know, and I I was like, oh, who the hell is this guy? Like this is all he does. But then when you really start to watch videos, you know, you see the training sessions, you see who he, who he is as a person, um, uh, his, his values in life, 
and you really start liking the guy. Yes. Um, you know, like I put him up there with guys like GSP, like just a very likable guy. He's up there. He's very family up. oriented. Yeah. Hard working, you know, respect, and honor. Absolutely. Tradition. But at the same time, it's like Justin has worked his ass off to get to where he is now. You know, he's, uh, you and I have mentioned there are warriors and then there are athletes. Like, he's a warrior. Yes. You know, like, he's he's prepared to die in the octagon if it ever comes down to that. And yeah, yeah. He Even this whole, like, uh, you know, the, the fake belt thing, it, it was funny because him and Khabib, they're doing their, their photo photo op moment and he's like handing the coach back the belt like i this i don't want to hold this thing i want nothing to do with this fake title yeah which props to him because i think that thing is bullshit as well you know he's he's striving for the real thing um it's just tough because you want to see him win and it'd be interesting to see if you know khabib does have a i guess quote-unquote kryptonite that's currently in the UFC rankings. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I really <laughs> would love to see Khabib just continue to go undefeated. And maybe, hey, for his 30th fight, that GSP won. So, oh, oh and man. then, okay, and then whether he wins or loses, go retire and go from there. But that, yeah, I can't really. That's a tough one. It's like I want them to both win. I'm curious what would happen if either of them lost, you know? I think the loss to Habib would be a devastating loss. You know what I mean? I think it'd be a devastating loss to him personally. Um, I want to see Justin win because I want to see... Not that I want to see Nurmagomedov lose. I, I actually I actually really like Nurmagomedov. I really do. And you know what's funny? I started liking him after he beat Connor. Because yeah, I saw how personal he took it all. And on one hand, it's like, okay, it's it's a part it's business. Like this it's selling the fight. But the other hand was all the interviews about it afterwards. A, he was very genuine. He didn't hide. Or hold anything back in his in his interviews, but the other thing was, like you said, there's no. It's like a Diaz brother type thing. There's no image to sell. It's not like Connor, where Connor's an image. Connor's a brand. The Diaz brothers, like we've said, are brand just by being themselves, and just like GSP, GSP is a brand by being himself, and Habib is a brand by being himself, and. Everything he spoke about afterwards in the uh, post fight of the McGregor fight was just, it was just awesome. The way he said, like, his values and his thoughts on respect and disrespect and, and all this other stuff. Like, I mean, am I condoning what happened afterwards where he jumped at Dylan uh, Dennis and went after, you know, McGregor's corner? No, I don't think that was okay, but. I don't know. There was something about how he, like, you could tell he was a guy who is offended. And I don't, I don't know. There's something, like you said, there's something just genuine about him. There's something just, like, honorable about him. And I think it's the way he lives his life. The way he believes in, like, the movement in Dagestan of helping the youth. And he spends the time and money there. And... And he doesn't do it for the money. Like they pay him and he's like, okay, thank you for the millions. That's nice. Thank you for the free yeah. cars. That's nice. But I mean, I'm going to go back to Dagestan and uh, keep training with the same at the same gym that I trained when I was a kid with the same group of people that I train with all the time. And I'm going to do what's right for my community because that's what my father wants. And that's what is the honorable and respectful thing to do as somebody who's gained uh, recognition and fame my duty to my people is to go back into all the things I have reaped. I return to those who have not reaped it. So I'm going back mm. to return and be grateful and, and, and be generous in gratitude to my people of Dagestan. And I think that's super honorable to see that he does that. 
to see that he goes back and he spends the time he spends the money he he helps raise and coach and teach and try to take care of the the, the young boys of dagestan so they don't mm-hmm. fall into gangs and, and military chaos and shit so i mean there's something honorable about what he does uh so i'm not saying i want to see him lose for any joyful reason other than other than i want to see how justin wins Habib is a puzzle, right? Even my idea of like, oh, you just attack from guard, keep it in the middle of the octagon, and that's the best chance you have if you get taken down. Even that idea isn't like a solid plan. That's just what I think is the best case scenario to not lose. How do you beat him? I don't know. You fucking KO him. You stay away from the takedowns and and fucking KO him. But then he turns into a GSP problem. It's just, okay, well, he's good enough with his striking to land powerful shots. You know what I mean? And he's got good right. enough footwork and he's a big he's such a big threat with his takedowns, you can't commit to just blitzing him. And that was kind of the same template for going up against GSP. It was, well we're going to outstrike him. Well, let's not do that because once you commit to that, he's just going to double blast you <laughs> to the ground, can't open you and just cut you up and then you're just going to be done. Or it was, okay, yeah, we'll, uh, I don't know, so we can't, okay, so we'll try to, like, who is a good, Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit was a great example of a guy who had the athleticism to stay alive in the takedowns Mm -hmm. and had the ability to land his striking and still stay, for the most part, out out of danger. He still lost, but that was, like, probably the cleanest execution of a plan you could have against GSP. Right, that was yeah. the whole famous like the question mark kick that Carlos threw that landed on GSP and, and he fell and everybody's like, <gasps> and then GSP recovered and then they asked him afterwards about it and he said I, I just had flashbacks of what happened like you know when I got knocked out and I was just like fuck this that's not happening now <laughs> and I just like stayed calm and I was fine. Um, yeah, I I don't know how you beat Khabib other than you have the KO power to put him down and. Either you're such a striking savant that you can't be touched, uh, you can't be threatened by wrestling, which I don't think is a thing, or you have the ability to not worry about his takedowns as much. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's one thing I'm curious about as well. Are, are we going to see, let's say Justin does win, right? And he just has the perfect, he's got the perfect uh, equation all set, ready to go. And it's the answer. Actually, no, he's got the answer to Khabib's equation. That's what that's what I meant to say. And um, are we going to see like a Ronda Rousey thing where as soon as one fighter exposes like the, the weakness, if Khabib lasts long enough is what I'm saying, you know, because there's talks of retirement or whatnot. But let's say he does go another five fights. How would those other five fights go for him do you think who who, who does he face if he loses who, like he's well, see, beating everybody that, he's beating everybody he has beaten everybody but not everybody has had a similar game plan they think they know how to be beat be, but clearly it's never worked um i you know and like i said let's say justin exposes that like hey this is all you got to do imagine and I said this to one of my uh, friends uh, from my last job. I said, imagine if they come out and Justin Gaethje fucking Jose Aldo's <laughs> Khabib like Connor. Oh, did. a just ten within second, like thirteen seconds. Yes, yeah. ten second KO. They just tr- they just they're just like touching touching gloves. They're touching space. Khabib jumps in and Justin goes wham, and then he just crumples, yeah. and then it's just holy shit, <laughs> it's over. It's over. Yeah. It's not even a contest. It's over. Jeez. I- yeah. Or, uh, or we. I mean, we could even. I don't know how soon if you even wanted to talk about it, but like, it's like Anderson Silver, right? Guy was undefeated for so long until uh, yep. big, big, uh, big old American Pride boy <laughs> comes into the ring and not once but twice fucks him up. Yeah. Like fucks yep. him up both times. It's not like, oh, that was that that was such a good game plan. It, I mean, it was for the first one, but in both scenarios, Silva got fucked up. Uh, he was on the bad end on yeah. both sides, and unfortunately, he was never the same. 
after the light break. And I think, and I don't, and I don't think it had anything to do with his his uh, physicality. I think it was a mental thing. You think so? You know, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not saying every fighter goes through that, but it's like, uh, again, like with Ronda Rousey, right? The girl was undefeated. And she was just reigning, just dominating. Yes, I was going to say the, she wasn't just she wasn't just undefeated. She was dominating, no, no, no. undefeated. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, but then again, like I said, all it took was that one fight where she got exposed. It's like, oh no, she needs to go up against a striker, a good anyone a good with striker. Yeah, anyone that's really good at striking, you can handle her. Was never the same since. You know, no. but then again, she also never changed her game plan. No. So uh, to me, that was a mental thing. Like, oh, that was one fight. Let me just go face someone else. Well, didn't really w- work out, and now who knows what she's doing now. But um, I think with Anderson Silva, it's kind of the same thing, especially when you go over a decade undefeated. You know, Jose you Aldo. Yeah, Aldo. It it takes that one where it's like. Yeah, you might have your back and forth moments, or you just you're on this losing streak. It's a mental thing, absolutely. That it it just takes that one time to scar you, and that scar is still very fresh, no matter how many you know fights ago it 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 happened. So, and plus, I think it's also the realization, like, oh shit, I'm not Superman or I'm not Superwoman. I am flawed. I am human. Yeah. So now every fight, they go in there with the mental aspect of shit. There's a chance I'm not winning. You're right. There's there's a huge mental factor. Like I deal with the mental factor just working out. Like when I go to the gym and I and I'm pumped up and I, or like I'm gonna I, my goal is to lift weights like heavy weights and I just think to myself like f- monster, just be a monster. Let's just fucking do this. Let's kill this shit. We got this. I have to like there's a lot of positive reinforcement. There's a lot of thinking I do to myself of just psyching myself up, you know, thinking about like just what it means to get after it and 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 just just like let's go, let's go, let's fucking go, let's get it. And then there's times I, I go to the gym and or I work out and I have the mentality of just I really don't want to do this. Yeah. And I go to lift heavy weights and it's not even a thing. Like I'll just pick the bar off the rack when I'm about to squat and just the weight of that of the weight of it on my back I'm just like nope putting it back down that's just too much today fuck that compared to the week before where I did that exact same weight just fine you know mm. but the mind is just it's just fuck you know what what if we did like kettlebell goblet squats instead yeah let's just do that instead this just hurts my back and fuck I'm putting this down like rack you know it's just you're right that's a there's, there's a huge mental aspect to it whether for strength or for weakness um, and you're right. We don't know. I mean, I do know. I think if if Khabib loses, <laughs> I think we see Conor McGregor suddenly on the horizon for uh, a rematch. I think that's what we see <laughs> because then they got to compete for the uh, contendership to face off against Justin. Whether it's going to be the Nurmagomedov rematch or it's going to be Conor, we'll see. Right. Although, and I, I mean, we've already seen. Listen, it's. You know, we've seen what Connor can do to Justin, and if Justin could beat Khabib, and Connor can now see the flaws in Khabib. Well, Connor and Justin, knows? Connor and Justin haven't fought yet. You're thinking of Dustin, Connor and Dustin. no, I thought I thought just, Justin Gagey did fight Connor at one point. Didn't did they not fight? No. You're thinking of Dustin, not Justin. Dustin with it. You're, you're thinking of Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Because okay. Connor fucked up Dustin Poirier once, and now they're set up for a rematch. There's talks of them having a rematch in 2021. So Dustin versus Connor two is is on is talking is in the negotiation. Oh wait a second, Connor's still in then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean he's wait retired. There's nothing. There's nothing affirmed. There's nothing confirmed, Mikey. He's still retired. Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hate the the, the games that these <laughs> play. I swear to God, like 
all right whatever 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 but. all right all right so so yeah so like we can we can finish up the justin habib talk about how about how um i i would be i think i think the thing you're talking about the thing that we're going to talk about next which is the anderson silva retirement but the anderson silva mind shift change like ronda didn't have her mind sh- i don't think she, her mind changed when she lost against Holly Holm. I think. Oh no, I don't think so either. I I think when she lost to Holly Holm, that was a conversation less about Ronda and more about how Holly Holm is an elite counter striker, which she always has been, whether it's boxing or kickboxing. She has the awards and medals and credentials to show that, and I think that's really what people were focusing on. They were focusing on Holly Holm being such an exception, exceptional um, counter striker. I think when when Ronda went up against Amanda Nunes. It didn't help Ronda at all because you went up against the strongest puncher that we've probably ever seen in the UFC women's divisions. <laughs> and right. not to mention, like, the most... Right now, she is the 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 GOAT. Like, she is the right. GOAT. She is uh, the quite possibly the greatest of all time uh, across the board. So, I mean... Ronda didn't really have any favors done for her between Holly Holm and then Amanda Nunes. It was losing to like the most skilled counter striker in, in the division and then going up against the all-time great, the next all-time greatest of all, all-time great. So it's just you got fucked, then you went, ran right back into Fucksville. So I don't think she had a mind shift uh, at all from her first loss because I think the thought process was Holly's such a good counter striker. Amanda's not the same. And then we found out differently. Um, so uh, I think so. Hyper, what I was trying to get to is let's say Justin fucking 10 seconds, 10 second Conor McGregor's never get off. Just bam. KO first 10 seconds of the round. Some crazy fucking bullshit. Um, <laughs> he will either take that as a, damn he's got power and i was i wasn't i didn't have good form or it's going to be taken as that was a fluke i was distracted i'll agree to that i fucked up and then he got me i'm fine and either he's going to come back the exact same he's going to come back different you know what i mean and i i don't know if he would change Mm. i don't know if he lost like that i i think if he loses by decision which i don't think he would but i think if he lost by decision he he wouldn't change, you know what I mean? Like like you're talking about a guy who, like it's kind of similar to the Ronda Rousey talk. Why would you talk about changing Ronda's plan? Ronda was legit was literally ripping girls' arms off with ease. Yeah, like it. <laughs> dude, do you remember the energy of watching Ronda Rousey? Like it was just it was like oh my gosh I I, I hope this girl doesn't have like her a compound fracture I don't want to see it today like I hope she taps and that was like right before the fight would start it would be like oh Jesus Christ Ronda's gonna take just gonna shatter this girl's arm please please tap please tap and you would watch the whole fight the whole fight was like the arm was a giant steak it was like duct taped with raw meat and Ronda was just a lion just. Just a tiger pacing around the cage, and everybody was just, oh my god, how long until that arm gets captured by that tiger? And that's all it was. And then they would grapple, and then whoop, she gets fucking thrown, and just, oh my god, oh my god, it's Kevin, it's Kevin. Like, the hype, and then the frantic panic of everybody that Ronda fought that was furiously like, don't take the arm, don't take the arm. And every time, Ronda was like, I'm taking this motherfucking arm and then wow just she would just go for it <laughs> then immediately it was just yep tap 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 get it over with but it was all just that whole anticipation of it you know what i mean it, yeah. it's I, she never had the knockout power like like everybody thought she did but like the the i think the metaphor for ronda rousey being like the a mike the mike tyson of our time in a way where it was kind of just how long can somebody last against her that was real i don't think that was a fabricated perception of her by any means I, I think she was still an extremely dominant um pioneer just a savage savage pioneer you know what i mean yeah. so it, it's 
it's weird because when you have people who lose that are in these tiers of greatness, it's hard to judge how they react. Like GSP lost, right? GSP lost and he lost twice. And he came back both times light years better than yeah. what he was. And he dominated the next fight against and because he had rematches both times. Oh, actually, no, he didn't have a rematch against Matt Hughes. He had to work his way back up to that, I think. Um, yeah, it was Matt Serra. Matt Serra, Matt Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I think the, I'm pretty sure the Matt Serra fight, he rematched immediately, I think. No, he didn't. I don't think he did. Okay. Anyways, regardless, he was a fucking monster coming back. Like it fine-tuned him. It didn't like, like temper his resolve. No, the dude had the resolve. It just fucking fine-tuned his training and mechanics and what he wanted to do in a fight. And then he became a precision instrument. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I I I I don't think Justin wins. I think he can. I think he's the only guy that we've seen go up against Nurmagomedov with the right tool set. Connor, though, and I want you to tell me if you agree or disagree with the statement. I think Connor McGregor's fight versus Khabib Nurmagomedov was probably the most, the closest you could get. To competitive. Maybe Dustin Poirier, maybe the Dustin Poirier fight, but but I feel like Connor did a good job of fighting the takedown. He did his best to keep it in the middle. He pushed on yep. the head. I was just gonna say, lot. I think I think Connor's defense was better compared to Dustin's. Um not that it, you know, ended in his favor. Either way, but I, I thought in the beginning he, his defense was way better for sure. Yes. Um. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm just super excited to see how Justin handles it, how Justin approaches the puzzle. Um. But moving on to talking about pioneers and greats and all this other shit and mentality changes. What do you think about Silva retiring? I think he should have done it years ago. <laughs> And to be honest, when I read the article, I, I, literally, I was like, "You sound so finally. exasperated. You sound so like fed up with him. Like he should have fucking well, retired years ago." Because <laughs> again, going back to the mental state of it, I think with the loss from Weidman, which one? <laughs> yeah, uh, right. No, honestly, the first one, the KO, the fucking first one. You know, I mean, his one flaw in that fight was the thing he was famous for. Yeah. The like for the fucking Neo from the Matrix moves, you know, the way he was weaving in and out and the dodging. But what didn't help either was his cockiness. Um, but uh, you know, I I think he needed he, he had to learn the hard way. In the hard way, meaning he had to get beat up a few more times to finally accept he isn't young anymore. He's not Superman. Uh, and um. He, he he's not the guy he used to be in, in in his prime. But you know what? That there's nothing wrong with that. And thank God he's finally accepted it. Right. Um because anytime I hear, you know, the name Anderson Silva, I'm going to think of his you know, all these amazing fights he's had. You know, what about Vitor Belfort? What was it, first round? The karate kick? Oh yeah. Fucking you know, like certain fights like that or um Forrest Griffin. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was the famous one. That was the real oh famous my God. one. The Muay Thai knees to the face. It broke his nose. Yeah. Um, You know, Chael Sonnen. Oh, yeah. The, the, the fucking triangle at the end. Yeah. That was also a fight. That was... Talk about Chael's legacy. Chael almost yeah. had that. Chael was whooping yeah. that ass. That was... <laughs> Chael was whooping that ass. That was close. Yeah. That was a, oh, shit. Chael is actually pulling this off. That yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I would say the last time I had fun watching Anderson Silva fight was him versus uh, Izzy. You know what? You know how I interpreted that fight? Like somebody passing the torch to the next guy. Yes, I mean that's what it and, was, and they and they did it in a form of a fighting event. Yes, 
Yes. They, they, you could tell that Izzy had some tricks from Silva, and you could tell Silva still had some moves for Izzy, and it was cool to yeah. watch those styles go. And you could tell they were having fun out of respect for each other. Like they were right. going for it. They were both going for a win, but there was mad respect for what they were doing. Like I yeah. remember there was a few times when Izzy almost caught him, and then Silver was laughing, like like dodging and laughing. And Izzy would say, "You could hear him and be like, oh, I'm close, I'm close.' Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like they were they weren't holding back, but they were I think very respectful and understanding each other's styles and mm-hmm. what that fight really meant." the two elusive elite strikers going up against each other. So, yes. I, but, like, before that, what was it? We saw Daniel Cormier ragdoll uh, a late challenger, Anderson Silva, who stepped up. Like, that wasn't entertaining. That was sad. <laughs> that was just sad. That was so sad to watch. It was Anderson Silva versus Daniel Cormier. It's like, oh, no, 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 baby. What is you doing? <laughs> just don't do that. Don't do that. Don't go against Daniel Cormier. What are you doing? Silva, what are you doing? <laughs> We know how this is going to end, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Like, even if you're a prime Silva, I don't think you know what... I I don't think that's a good idea. Like, we see... We have seen years worth of footage of what Daniel Cormier does to people. It is... And if your name is not, like, John Jones or Stipe Miocic, it's a really bad time for you. It's a really bad time. It's it's like, (laughs) don't do that. Just don't know. When I heard that was happening, I remember thinking, oh, my God, I really hope Daniel Cormier doesn't take him down. It's not going to happen, but <laughs> just out of respect, because I already see the image. I already see it. I already know what's going to happen. And I know Cormier is pretty much going to like, 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 like throw him in the air. And it's just it's I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Silver get ragdolled. I, I like I, please just take him down enough to win and that be that. And then DC didn't, and DC beat the fuck out of him on the ground, and it kept taking him down. Everybody was booing him, and then in the post-fight at conference, they were they were asking DC like, "What do you think about the booing?" He was like, "I'm, give, I'm trying to win. You think I want to stand and trade with Anderson Silva? No, I'm taking that ass down." And that's exactly what he did. And then yeah. before that, what you have you have the Weidman fights, and it's just uh, uh, no, I, I just I think after the leg break. He didn't need to come back. I think he came back because right. he wanted to prove that he could, and he wanted to have something to to rehab too, instead of the couch, you know, just with his yeah. family. I think he wanted to keep being the, the fighter, which is fine, but I don't know, man. I, I just don't think it was a good idea after that. I, I think, yeah. I, think- I mean, you saw it. You saw it in Silva's face, though. I mean, his whole persona um, in the rematch was just—it wasn't typical Silva. You know, he when he was walking down to the octagon, it's almost like—I mean, there was just zero confidence. It, it almost seemed like it fear. You think it was fear? Like was I thought ins- it was. I thought it was focus. I thought he was like, "I'm not playing around against this guy. Fuck this dude." <sighs> you know, I well, I, I mean, definitely focus. But there, I didn't see confidence within that focus. It was like focusing, like, "All right, this is what I need to do because these are the repercussions, and I know what this guy is capable of now." Mm-hmm. Even during the fight, I just saw a lack of confidence. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't know. And then, or no, I'm sorry. That, that was the, the second fight, the leg break one. Mm-hmm. I keep getting confused. Yeah, no, the, the first, the first fight was the knockout. The second one was the leg break. Um, yeah, no, that was the fight I, 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 I'm, I'm referring to. I, I saw from my perspective, he was just different. It was, yeah, I'll agree. It was focused, but not confident. Uh, and that's that's when I thought as well he he should have just retired. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because then we could also have that argument like uh, with Jose Aldo, right? Going back to that, um, when Connor knocked him out in like ten or thirteen seconds, whatever it was. Do you think that was a fluke, or do you think that was skill? And he had trained. I think that was skill. I think that was skill by Connor. Again, I think a lot of people. I think it's very easy with Connor McGregor to get lost in his image and to forget the actual skill set that he has as a fighter because 
he yeah. sells his image all the time. And the actual yeah. fighter that he is is uh, is very different. I think that was pure skill. I don't think it would be the same in a rematch. Yeah, and I only ask that because I feel like Aldo wasn't the same after that fight either. Going on, uh, actually, same with him, over a decade of being undefeated, right? Yeah. Or just about a decade? Yeah. And and ever since that, he had his ups and downs from there. He won some, he lost some. Yep, win, loss, win, it, loss, It win, was loss. never, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think... Anderson made the right call overall. I, I think right, he made right, the right call. Right. He made it too late. He should have done it earlier, but I'm glad that he's one of those fighters that is still mentally with it enough to just finally accept it. Like, listen, I my age is getting to me. I'm, you know, I'm not really winning them like I used to. I think it's time. But you know what? And and I've mentioned this before on our our on our show. Just because a fighter retires from the sport doesn't mean they he or she cannot continue within martial arts. I mean, he has his school. He has his Muay Thai school, doesn't he? Like a training center or a yep. school for Muay Thai? He has a school I mean, and he has gyms set up, like dojos. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he should be completely content with that. Look at, look at DC. He's within the media aspect of the UFC. So he's still within the organization in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Plus he's he's a he's a coach. Yeah, he coaches. For other fighters. Yeah. You know? There there's definitely, I mean, it's definitely I, I get it. There's a pride and nobody wants to admit you know that uh they're getting they're starting to get rusty. They're not perfect. But there's other ways that you can contribute especially to other inspiring younger fighters that might be the next Silva one day. I mean, look at Izzy, you know, or uh, just whoever. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think more uh, fighters should, you know, really consider that. Cough, cough, Diego Sanchez, cough, cough. <laughs> but there you go. So can I ask you what you're drinking? Because that looks very tasty. It's watered down crystal light pink lemonade. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was like Himalayan sea salt, lemon juice, apple cider vinegar. I do have Himalayan salt. I do have lemon juice. Uh, I haven't done, I I haven't had that maybe in about a month. But if I'm out of crystal light, that is my go to. I gotcha. How is it? Is it good? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my go to. It's smart to water it down. So, That's smart. That's good moves. That's good moves. Believe it or not, I actually prefer the taste. I think it's too sweet. So I make a gallon of it, and a gallon calls for two packets. I find it to be overly sweet, so I just do one. So it's literally half the amount. Um, so you're thinking, what, 10 calories a serving? No sugar. It's a little bit of sodium. That's about it. Not bad. No carbs. Yeah. It's better than so. a gallon of soda. And I would know. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, I um, I don't know, man. It, it's weird to see. It's weird how time moves on, right? Like, I remember screaming at Anderson Silva fights with you at Wild Wings. Wild Wings, yeah. You know? First of all, it's crazy that we've known each other that long because it doesn't feel that long. I feel like I've known you for just think I was single and I just celebrated my seven year wedding anniversary on the 19th <laughs> just a few days ago. Holy shit. I mean, we, we, we've, yeah, we've been doing, we've been, you know, looking, uh, viewing these pay per views since I was single. Yeah. What a Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, like, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something weird about, uh, there's something weird about the the because he's part of a generation. Silva, Diego Sanchez, George St. Pierre, yeah, Jose Aldo, um, Chad Mendes, and and, and Ryan Faber, and uh, Dominic Cruz, and uh, um, like Joseph Benavides, um, 
Like these guys are all part of a generation, an era of 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 MMA, and it's weird how the chapter's closing on so many of them. I mean, not mm-hmm. really because that's time, but also it's just it's just weird to know, you know, right? Like we're getting older, which it's hard to notice because we're just living every day. But then you hear like, yeah. "Hey, Anderson Silver's retiring," and it's just wh- what? Well, yeah, he should have yeah. retired, but holy shit. We're about to have MMA with no Anderson Silva ever. That's that's a whole new thing, you know? Now it's going to be Izzy. Izzy's taking up that mantle. Izzy is the new Anderson Silva. Yeah. The unbeatable, untouchable maestro. Yeah, man. I, if anything, I would say this is probably the one pro to this whole ESPN deal with the flooding of fights. I mean, the amount of fights that you can watch within a month, never mind a year. Um, it's discovering new fighters to yeah. fill in that void for us, you know? And because uh, I, here's, it, it's funny, the UFC is the only sport I'm into watching. Mm-hmm. I'm not a sports guy whatsoever. Right. Like, I know you like hockey, but like, my wife is the one that's into football, baseball. Um, and I asked her, I said, hey, is this similar? Uh, like, because she's a fan of the Yankees. And it's like, well, what's it like when your player, like your favorite player, like retires? She goes, well, I mean, you know, they get rookies and you just have to see who the next person is to cheer for. And um, it's the same with fighters. You know, we just have to be on the lookout for these up and comers, you know, maybe pay more attention to the prelims. Um, See who's like really hungry for it. Let's see stylistically is there anyone unique that we should be keeping an eye on um and just just go with the flow the flow of time yeah man yeah it's 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 uh it's a weird adjustment it's a weird adjustment it's it's kind of like how it's happening in cinema jet lee's not making kung fu films fighting films no jackie chan's not really doing fighting films they're getting old they're like in their 60s yeah. Right? 50s, 60s? They're uh, up there. Uh, 50s, Jet Li, uh, Jackie Chan, I think is in like his mid-60s, yeah. They're not Mid making... Late. Yeah, no more action films for them. Like, that's over. Mm. So who's left? You have... Uh, what's his name? Chris? The, the, I forget his last name. The guy who does um, Boyka. Okay, yeah. You have him. Though mm-hmm. he's, I think, in his mid-30s. Or late-30s. You have Tony Ja, who's what, late 20s, early 30s? And you have Chi, yeah, the, yeah. the Tai Chi master. Like, you have, like, yeah. like I forget his name. But, like, I mean, even Donnie Yen is in his 50s. Oh, he's yeah. He's got to be. In his, yeah, he, he's not young anymore either. No. So it's, it's, it's going to, it's all across the board. Like, the, a generation and era is slowly slowly uh, laying to rest here so it's um it's a transition a selfie transition um here's a quick question for you yeah, yeah, and yeah. We, we we really don't have to get into too much detail with it but do you think i mean think about guys like Jet Li and jackie chan right mm-hmm. they weren't just well known in china like they're an international they're international martial arts superstars yes do you think we will ever see perhaps another Chinese martial artist to that caliber who can become an international star, who can pull off what these guys did to keep even like Chinese cinema going or that style of cinema action movies to the point where they're also well known here in America. I think the closest that you had to it was Donnie Yen. I don't think... In, Donnie Yen wasn't even... Is not even close to what Jackie or Jet have done. As far as like the global impact. Nothing against Donnie right. Yen. It's just that that's the, that's the truth. I think it's going to be very hard. Because Jackie and Jet were... Like historical figures. Like they're trendsetters. Like they defied a style... Defied. They defined a style of cinema. Mm. Like a Jackie Chan movie is a Jackie Chan movie. 
you know, and a Jet Li movie is a Jet Li movie. I, I feel like, I feel like it's very hard just to, to, to think that there could be somebody who could come up and do something as revolutionary as either of them did and have that same impact. I don't think so. If I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about it now. I don't think so. I really don't. I think yeah. it's easy to have Western stars because you just need a guy who's going to be jacked and jump around and shoot things like, but to have a guy with a, to have somebody with such a legitimate style of, of character and cinema like Jack, I don't think you can ever have another Jackie Chan. Not that like, it's not feasible. I just don't know if it's physically possible right now. I don't think the universe can, can make that happen. I, I think what Jackie Chan did it, he broke a barrier, multiple barriers. And if somebody else tries to come up, you can't copy Jackie or Jack because you're not either of them. So you have to make your own mm. style. And what other styles are left to make with martial arts films? I don't know. I can't think of one. So you'd have to find, have somebody who can come up, be as talented as either of them, and have the cinematic vision to to have a style to define themselves and with martial, by using martial arts. Yeah, I, I don't think it's possible. I think I think that's a bit too hard. I mean, do you think that somebody else could come up and and there could be another one on the Mount Rushmore here? Like, I don't think so. Whether it's going to happen tomorrow, 10, 20, 30 years from now, maybe even within our lifetime, I, who knows? But I don't think th- there can't possibly be only one Jackie Chan or what Jet Li for all of humanity. You know what I mean? I feel like eventually we are going to get someone with that type of talent. I mean, granted, these guys, you know, those two were pioneers when it came to their style uh, and what type of like cinematic product they put out. Um, so as far as uniqueness goes for the type of movie, I can't really speak on, but just to see somebody, their performance similar in those fashions. Yes. <sighs> like, do I think there's people who can physically within the realm of martial arts perform fight sequences like that yes i do i do but to be defining to be a global beloved icon for to be somebody who is who sets their own theme and style of of how to shoot and film martial art fights i don't Mm -hmm. think so i really don't i i think i think it's possible for somebody to i think there's people who are probably better martial artists than either of them 100 Mm -hmm. percent but does that mean they can translate to become a global superstar of having the ability to, again, create their own uh, identity within the realm of cinema using martial arts? I don't know if that's possible. Um, I think if we do see that, it's going to be a non-Asian superstar. I really do. I think the trope of it is going to be what wears it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could see something much more globally impactful if you saw you know like a heavy like a like an irish martial artist like heavy irish (laughs) accent but like with the skill set of like Jet Li, yeah that has more unique flair to be that kind of character you know or Mm -hmm. let's say you have um i don't like some kid from africa you know, who has the same ability to jump through windows and be like to do like their own kind of goofy, but serious, intense fighting styles like Jackie Chan did. But he or she can do it like that makes more sense because that's, again, a, a lot more unique factors in play here. You know what I mean? To just copy and paste another Asian martial art or superstar. I think that that won't stick the same way because that gotcha. that that level has been shattered already by Jackie and Jet. They already broke that 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 barrier. Not even mm-hmm. that bear. They they broke they they broke the the layer on that, and anybody else that follows after them is going to fall through that. Yep. And it's just it's not going to be the same. But if you have yeah. again, you know, some super unique situation, that's going to break break the the layer somewhere else, and that will be a unique thing. You know, you make a good point, and I was actually going to mention Tony Jaw. He's very talented, and I know the marketing 
when I first heard of him, it was for the movie Ong Bak. And, um, you know, they were like, oh, this is the next Jackie Chan. He also does his own stunts. And it's like, oh, that's that's incredible, you know. And I've watched the movie, thought the movie was good. It's just for whatever. I never thought about it until you mentioned it. It's that that's already been done. You know, we have Jackie Chan already. And it's great what he's doing. I even... I think I even own the the other movie. It's called The Protector. The oh one yeah, where he has like one. the 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 elephant. Yeah, and I think it was The Protector where they even filmed that nonstop that one shot yep. of him. I don't know if it's a mall or an office building. He's just going up to different floors yep. and just fighting his way up to the top. It's a continuous shot. Yeah, that's very impressive. Like that type of uh, uh, camera work and stuff and, and cho- uh, choreography, but. It just sucks because he is so talented. But again, it's we have Jackie Chan. Yes, the template's been broke. The template's already it, set. It's almost like he he got it. It, it. If he was born and started making films in a time where perhaps Jackie Chan had, and I really even hate to say this, let's say Jackie Chan had passed away. Right. It's like, holy shit. Like, there goes an icon, a pioneer. Yes. You know, and then Tony Jaa comes into the spotlight yes and we st- you know it i feel like he'd be uh more famous now because honestly i only know him for those two films ong bak and the protector right and i think there's an ong bak too yes. which i never saw yes but there you go now how about this imagine if tony ja was an italian kid exact same mm. movies exact same shots except instead of anybody being of asian descent they were all Italian motherfuckers mm. <laughs> with heavy Italian accents. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. And instead of an elephant, it was like a, a family farm, family like vineyard, and that got burned by yeah. by some kind of mob boss. Like that would be that would be groundbreaking, right? Italian mark. <laughs> because that would be a super unique situation. You're, yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't it? It'd be a fucking unicorn of a situation. Exactly. That would be such a Holy weird shit. scenario, but it would stick. That would fucking stick. And it would be, what the fuck is this? Oh, my God. A martial arts mob movie. Or, or a movie where the mob is involved. Well, I mean... There's been movies like that by Bruce Lee and stuff, right? Like with the mafia and stuff like that. But we're talking from an Italian, like with Italian. Oh, influence. like the Italian, like the Italian mob. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, no, I'm not talking about like, yeah, with the, the, oh my God, every Bruce Lee movie has a Chinese mob or Chinese fucking some sort of club <laughs> where no one approves of him. We've already discussed that. Right, right. So, but, so yeah, I, I think you need to have that trend setting impact by somebody. So, mm. Yeah. All right, buddy. It is that time. Yes. We're going to sign off before Justin Gaethje fights Habib Nurmagomedov this Saturday. Uh, I think I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch it? I think Uh, I'm going to stay up until 1 fucking a.m. and I'm going to watch it. And then I'm going to (laughs) be super pissed off and disappointed when after the first three minutes I can already see what's happening. And then it's just fuck. (laughs) Fuck, I hope this doesn't go five rounds. Just end it. Just fucking end it already. And then hopefully it ends before the third. There's nothing more frustrating, for the record, there's nothing more frustrating than staying up until 1 to 1.30 a.m. in the morning to watch a fight play out exactly how you thought it would with no deviation from the fucking plan. It is horrible. It is fucking horrible. Just, yuck. It is just, it is just... I go to bed angry those nights. Like, I'm legit pissed off. I'm just seething by myself in the dark, watching it, just thinking, this, these motherfuckers, I, it's 1.30 in the fucking morning. I could be sleeping. I could be waking up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. These motherfuckers got to come out and do a predictable-ass performance. If <laughs> me sitting on the couch was able to predict this, then you motherfuckers need to talk to your coaches and change something up, because fuck this shit. <laughs> Fuck this shit. It should not be like that. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> okay, anyways. Anyways, anyways, anyways. 
Microsoft. exciting stuff. Yes, Microscopics, I'm excited. Yes, yes. Everybody should buy this pay-per-view. Fuck it, I'll give them free promotion. Go spend your 60 bucks or 80 bucks, whatever it costs. Yeah, I think it's I think it's sixty. I'll give you 60, I'll yeah. give you free promotion. Uh, everybody, go to YouTube and go to Microscopics and watch some videos if you uh, want to hang out with Mikey one on one. Yes, I might even have some gameplay footage of Among Us coming out soon. Ooh, so stay tuned for that. Ooh, that's good shit. That's good shit. Ooh, hopefully Fall Guys eventually. Yeah. Ooh, I got stuff in the works. Oh, Mikey's honey dicking us. Mikey's honey taking us. Okay. All right. Talk to y'all later. All right. Peace. <laughs> Peace.